0: London test restricted area two five zero eight? thirty one,
1: Roger. The traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non ballistic motion over. So
2: roger, area thirty one, continue to send a short description over.
1: Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head on. Alter right and really moving. They're right by
2: us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. A different kind of show because for us girls, sorry, you don't have to get your mister, your fan, your squeegee or your Lou because the very famous one one is not here. Uh, he had to visit the uh, UK vi- uh, visa office today just to make sure if he could stay in the country, his the country. No word yet whether they're going to throw him on or not. But we'll update you. No Coco tonight. Sorry, Mills Gills and Gigi Gills. He's out saving the country, if not the world. No Switchy tonight. Switchy is on his own secret mission. But, however, with us, thank God, is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways in the Yard. Raven is here. Raven, how are you tonight? Raven.
3: Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. How's things with you?
3: Everything's okie-dokie here. Good.
2: I'm uh, coming to believe you do live in a haunted house because uh, all the um, evidence you sent us, let's say, over the past year?
3: Yeah, I would say so. And we just set up some uh, indoor cameras that caught quite a bit of uh, orb activity (laughs) and and a couple um, uh, really strange glitches in the Mm. camera.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, speaking of that, uh, there's someone uh, who was joining us, a special guest in the studio, also lives in a haunted house, so a good friend, Mary Beth Parkinson. Mary Beth, how are mm-hmm. you doing?
4: I'm doing great. I'm living in my second haunted house.
2: Yet. Second haunted house. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have a nickname or is uh, just Mary? MB. MB. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Like bucket yeah. Basket. No, wait. Sorry. I don't say that.
4: <laughs> Michael Bublé. I don't know. Okay. Oh, Michael Bouvet All right. Interesting.
2: All right. So, um thanks for joining us tonight. I know that uh, you have uh, a similar interest to us, you know, in the yes. paranormal, UFO, ghosts, and so on, right? Yes. You're absolutely. also in the radio biz, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You like it? It's a nutty biz, isn't it? It's a nutty
4: biz, selling mm-hmm. advertising, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And I'm a realtor.
2: And a realtor, too. Which Is, exactly. is that also fun, or...?
4: it is i'm not doing that much lately
2: mm-hmm. because
4: i'm focusing on uh what i do at the radio station yep
2: okay all right wow uh so that's an interesting life so you said that uh, well you're a real estate person you're in we're in new hampshire are you in new hampshire real yes okay yes so we had a guest on uh, a few weeks ago who said in massachusetts you had you you did not have to tell a potential buyer of a house that there was a, a murder in it or it's known for paranormal activity and so on but in new hampshire you do have to tell
4: I believe in Massachusetts, if someone asks, okay, then you have to tell.
2: Sounds about right, yep.
4: Um, and then in New Hampshire, you pretty much have to tell them.
2: Really, yeah, okay. Yeah. Is, is that a way, could they back out of a sale like a year later because of something like that, do you think?
4: I don't think so. I mean, that, that sounds like a lawsuit. but Once you're uh, in, you're in, yep. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's just better to tell them, especially if there was a murder in the place. I mean, that—that's you know, that's reality in a way. You know, so
4: it is. Yeah, and that's what happened to me. I, uh, the home I moved into, the person killed themselves, not in the actual house. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he shot himself, and um, and so I felt his presence, Mm -hmm. and I never told anyone about the situation, and then I went to a psychic medium, and she said, "Oh, by the way." Uh, Tony says sorry about scaring you that night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. He wasn't Wild. About the, he wasn't talking about the pizza delivery guy or anything, right? No. no okay, no. Tony was the name of the guy who uh, yeah, took who, his life in, yes. in the house, huh? Uh, not in the, not house, in the house, but, but he, lived he lived there. The there yeah. So his, that's where his ghost would probably go.
4: His ghost was there. Mm. You know. Uh, how,
2: how did he make his presence known, the ghost of Tony?
4: Well, he. it was the first few nights that we lived there. Oh. I was walking up. Staircase, and you know how you can feel someone if they're behind yes. you. You just can feel their energy.
2: Raven knows this. Yes.
4: And so I could feel that, and then I got to the top of the stairs, and I just said, "I don't know who you are, but go away." Hmm. So I walked, took a right into the bedroom, and he kicked the shower door.
2: Oh, wow! Really? I mean, yeah. I could really? hear that.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. You know? Wow! So wow. did you freak out? Did you freak out? I would have freaked.
4: Mm, not really.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
4: Uh, I mean, I you know, he's uh, uh, the other weird thing that happened. He, he unfortunately took a gun to his mouth and pulled the trigger. Okay. Um, and so my kids were young at the time. And one of them said, Mom, when I die, will I have my face on?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean,
4: was that Tony's spirit yeah. around the kids? I don't know. Oh,
2: man. Did you ever see yeah. him? Or, or was it all just kind of audio? Or did he move um, stuff around? there?
4: No, no. After that. I felt his presence, but he didn't, you know, kick any more doors or punch any more walls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Huh.
2: And that was Mm -hmm. your first haunted house?
4: Yes. And then you went to... And so this other home I'm in, Mm -hmm. I know the person who lived there died. um, And she used to sit in a place where I... I think she had a recliner there, too, and that's where I have it there. And um, the other day, my cat is looking at me. I'm calling her. Mm -hmm. And she's looking at me, and she's looking at something above my head. And I could feel the energy. Mm Mm-hmm. But she was walking really slow and looking at me and looking at above, so can, I just feel like she's in that, you know, little corner of the room.
2: Right. Um, we were talking off air. We've talked about it on the show before too. That animal, especially dogs and cats, and especially cats, seem to have that ability. Not it's not an ability. It's a, it's it's the ability not to cover up what they're doing. You know, someone walks into the room, they act a certain way. That's right. You know, sometimes they're acting that way. And no one's in the room. What's the what? Could the explanation be they're seeing something, right? You know that we can't or whatever. Um, I've told this story before uh, on the my uh, aunt and uncle a long time ago. The um, you know the, the the straightest people you can imagine. Let me put it that way. Okay, they were uh, very just kind of conservative, middle of the road people. Um, never had any kind of you know they weren't seeing UFOs or ghosts or anything. Strictly religious. They had this old dog, and then just one night the dog like jumps up and, and starts barking. In the corner of the bedroom, as if someone is there. Right. There's no one there. Wow. You know, and it, it took them a while to calm them down right. and everything, man. And they were freaked out. I'd be freaked out too. I know. But he, what was he doing?
4: Exactly. He saw something.
2: Yeah. He's not faking it, right? You know, he's he's a human. dog. Yeah. Yeah. For hmm.
3: sure. That's pretty wild. What's even more compelling, uh, especially about like the first house, is that your kids saw something because kids are right in that that group too, with like dogs and cats, where they mm-hmm. they're not they're innocent, so they're not. You know, jaded like right. adults are, and he, he felt the his energy. the yeah. spirit, yeah, like it, it showed himself to your kids. Is, yes. that is very somehow? That, yes, that says a lot to me.
4: Within mm. his mind's eye,
2: you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? True. Like he
4: didn't, the ghost didn't show up, but you know, for whatever reason,
2: he got in his head.
4: It got it. He got in his head, and why would he ask me that? Yeah, um, that's a weird thing for. A will kid I to ask. have my face on when I die. He was like, I don't know, eight years old or something. Wow, there were there were videos on. Right.
2: Uh, recently, you know, in the past three or four months, remember that kid? He's, you know, you know, first, if you go down the rabbit hole on YouTube, you're going to be there a while. But there was a kid who was riding along with his mother. He's in the, he's a small, small kid because he's still in our car seat. And he's saying, look at, there's the, there's the dead woman, mommy. There's the dead woman. And then wasn't it someone that died near there or something?
3: Wow. Yeah. He it's said really that, like creepy. she was like in the tree yeah, or something, but she tree. was like laying down on her. I think he said on her belly or something yeah something. Yep. and and this went on for a few minutes he's too it was
2: very like... descriptive you know getting very descriptive oh, wow. and and finally she's trying to not shut him up but trying to you know get him to calm down a little bit but he's insisting he can see this woman in in the tree
4: and described her
2: yeah wow when, whenever you bring kids into it, it it makes the creep factor goes up you know, we've talked oh, about okay. Twilight Zone a yeah. lot. They're more Zone. receptive, yep. yeah. And any, really any horror movies or anything like that, when they bring kids in, the the whole, the whole creep factor goes up because the kids are innocent and so on, you know. Right. Um, exactly. But, wow, huh. Mm. Hmm. So anyway, so um, we're going to be talking about that and lots of other things tonight. But uh, I see that someone house has joined us, so why don't we take a quick break now, and we'll bring a Club in. Uh, you're listening to MacMoney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder radio network Raven is here no cocoa tonight no one one. no switchy uh, Raven is here and our good friend Mary Beth Parkinson is here MB 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 mm-hmm. MB
3: yeah, I mm-hmm. like that
2: love and, it uh, yeah. also uh, Clev is going to join us so we'll be right back after this Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miller our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney Wild with a show we have for you tonight. But it's not a sausage party tonight because no one-one, no cocoa, and no switch. Uh, With us, however, is uh, a favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven. Raven's with us.
3: Hello. Thanks for having me.
2: No bun night. No bun night, right? Correct? Bun up here? Oh, there is. Oh, I just can't Uh, see it. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. So there is a bun. Just popped out to say hello. Oh, good. Okay. If you're keeping score, it is a bun night. Um, Also uh, joining us is uh, Willie Club, our security
0: chief. Hi, Mac. Great to be here. Club. Okay. What's everyone on? Are they on paid vacation? (laughs) Not from here.
2: (laughs) Maybe getting paid somewhere else. So now you were in Ireland for a good part of the summer, right?
0: Yeah, for about 30 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was it? Oh, it was great. You know, I hadn't been there in a number of years, so it was great to get back. And I had the grandkids and kids and everybody there. And so it was a real fun time. Mm-hmm. Great weather, which was unbelievable. Wow, for, that's really country, strange. This time of the year.
2: Yeah, right. But that's when they were having the heat wave over in
0: England at yeah, the same time. Yeah, right? well, in Ireland, we hit 91 one day. Wow, that's hot over and, there. And people okay. were, were dying in the streets there. You know, they're not used to it. <laughs>
2: dying of thirst.
0: <laughs> and they don't have air conditioning.
2: Right, yeah, yeah, that's what so. uh, one <laughs> one said, too, no air conditioning over there, because you don't yes. really need it, I guess.
0: No, you know, probably, you know, 11 months of the year, they don't need it.
2: Yeah, right, right. Yeah. There's a snow over there? There's a snow? Yeah. They,
0: they get a, you know, it might get an inch of snow in some parts of the country, but yep. nothing. You know, now with the new global climate change here, right. who knows, they may start getting our snow. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, good, they can have it. Yeah. Have yeah, my relatives shovel it for a change. So thanks for joining us tonight, Club. Oh, we, we're I'm glad to be back. A parade of uh, subjects tonight. But, however, we already got off on the wrong foot. Um, because, did I introduce you, Mary? You yeah. didn't well, introduce me? I, I thought you did earlier. No, but not That's since we crazy. came back from the segment. No, no. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Wow, wow. What's the matter? With me? I know what's the matter. There's a
4: lot going on. Yeah.
2: Um... Also joining us, in the studio with us tonight, our good friend Mary Beth Parkinson. MB, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks okay. for having me.
2: Now, uh, you work here at the station, but however, uh, you've told us uh, that you've um, lived in two haunted houses, not just one, two.
4: That is correct. Right. Okay. Yes.
2: You don't get, you, in one of them, you could actually feel someone's presence, uh, and then another Yes, one.
4: walking right behind me, yep. and then uh, my cat.
2: Okay, your cat. And then I could there.
4: feel the energy around me.
2: Were they both old houses?
4: Not that old. No, really? Yeah, huh? Yeah.
2: So that's yep. a myth that ghosts inhabit old houses. Why would it be old houses? People die in regular houses all the time. Oh.
4: Well, I, I think it's because there's more people that have have lived yeah, in the houses, and right. uh, some spirits they want to hang around where they hung around in life.
2: Yeah, right for sure. That's why Bob the engineer is hanging around the station here. He is right because he yes. loves this place, and you know. Yeah. So, have you always believed in ghosts, paranormal activity, et etc.? Even since I you were have, a kid,
4: yes, I've always had an interest in ghosts, paranormal uh, activity, mm-hmm. and I read tarot cards for fun.
2: Oh, you do? Oh, so does Raven?
4: <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, neat. And yeah. She, every
5: morning.
2: She oh, every morning. Uh, you, yeah. Remember you read mine and it was nothing like with except you know, the Grim Reaper and freaking monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really not true.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, well, wow, so that's crazy. So, do you see? If uh, I think if I. A sorrow ghost, not sorrow ghost, but was aware of the presence of a ghost. I mean, yep. really. Yes. I think I'd be pretty freaked out, frankly. If I was in a room yeah. and a cat did that, I would be freaked out. I would. I'd...
4: I kind of, I kind of know who the ghost is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a woman who used to live there. She died of cancer, um, and what's strange is there's some kind of magical energy in that area because. Uh, where she
2: used to sit, you mean? Where she yes, used to hang where out? she used
4: to sit. Yep. I, I think there was a small recliner like the one I have there, and. Um, I had a rose from a funeral. Roses don't last, but I put mm-hmm. it in the table right next to me, the recliner, where she hangs out. It lasted for almost two weeks.
2: Wow, huh? Really, yeah? That, oh, that's what? unusual. Yeah. yeah. So
4: I don't know. It's, it's good energy. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. But you don't feel frightened at all? No. When I was a kid, I, we lived in an old house down in Dodge's, and... My room was up in the attic. And, you know, with old houses, every step, you you, know, you hear, you know what, what they are. You know when someone's coming up the stairs. You know when, you know, someone's yes. opening the door whatever. And I was just laying in bed, man. It was past midnight. And I could hear someone coming up the stairs. And for some reason, I think it's like my mother coming up to wake me up or my father or something. <clears throat> no one oh, there. There was no one there. I'm just there saying, yeah, hello, my dad. You know, I'm looking. No one there. But someone was, someone was definitely coming up the stairs. Another it's weird thing that happened in that house, it was kind of funny. So I just come home from school, and um, high school, and my mother's there, and she's uh, she goes, someone's upstairs. I can hear them talking. Someone's upstairs. We live in this old house, three three decker, not three decker, but three stories. So I'm like, oh man, you know. So Mm -hmm. for for some reason, I grab a broom, right, and (laughs) I and I'm I'm going up the stairs, you know, and I can hear people talking, and I'm like, wow, what is this? Go into this room, go into all the rooms, can't find, go into the room that I've been sleeping in, and. There's no one there, but you can hear people talking. And wow. what it was was a tape recorder had suddenly started running again. And By it was, itself? Yeah. And it was an interview that I had done for school. Wow. Like years, years before. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little reel to reel. And it was stuffed in a, in, a, in a drawer with stuff on top of it. And for some reason, it came to life. And there were people talking about it. It was good to find it. Right. But man, it was scary. Yeah. That it is, was strange.
4: Yeah. Surprising.
2: So, well, listen. If you about scary and strange, we had a little screw up tonight with the top ten list. I'm not sure why, but we do have uh, a top ten list. And now let me just explain. Juan today had to go and um, show up at the visa office in the UK to make sure that he's able to stay in England. Okay, I, I guess you have to go every six months, maybe, or after six months in the country, you have to go. Or, you know who knows? But they have every right to throw you out. So he was a little nervous, a little anxious. So he let me know the spawning and so of course we came over top ten reasons why Juan Juan is nervous going to the visa office today. Okay? Is that long enough for you, Club? Yeah, I like that. Okay, good. You like it. Okay. Now the problem is is that I never sent the list to Raven. So I'm gonna have to read the list from memory. Okay. This should be interesting. <laughs> okay. Raven. Please laugh when it's over, when the bit is over, not before. Not before? Okay, I'll stay quiet Thank you (laughs) Okay, top 10 reasons why Wanwan was nervous going to the UK visa office today Start the music Okay, wow Number 10 Huh Uh, (laughs) Wait a minute, I'm sorry I just realized these should be in order Okay Oh, you don't have an order? Yeah (laughs) All right, they're out of order, too. You know? They're not going to sure. know the difference. Yeah, well, the order is really usually important, but not tonight. Not in yours. All right, here we go. Number 10, you break into the queen's bedroom and try some stuff on once, and they never let you forget it. <laughs> wow, okay.
0: Yeah, well, I can see Juan trying Yeah, my old giggles all there.
2: around, okay?
3: He loves that queen. Yeah,
2: yeah he sure does. He'd be uh, sniffing around there all night. Don't. Um, okay, here we go. He, he, if he can stay, he promises to eat crummy British food for the rest of his life.
0: Yes.
2: Okay, we've probably done that joke to death. Let's see, what do we got here? Uh, if he's allowed to stay, he will not crack any more oral health jokes. <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. okay is maybe as good. I, I, I didn't send the it meter to you. A little bit. Yeah,
2: okay. All you right. We should have
0: a meter on here so you, we can tell, you know, who's really uh, laughing you know, which one gets the best <laughs> response. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like an applause on meter. Yeah,
0: like
2: an applause meter. Yeah, a laughing meter. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You really want it on this show? That no, needle might not move. it
0: wouldn't register anything. All right
2: thanks. <laughs> Wow. Tough love from the club. All right. Here we go. All right. It's going to be hard for him to convince the authorities, with all his train travel to Ireland, that he's not a terrorist. Let me try that again. Oh my God. <laughs> with all his train trips to, to Ireland, it's going to be hard for him to convince the authorities he's not a terrorist. Sorry, all my Irish relatives. They, like, wow. Okay,
0: what else uh, we got? N- knock on the Irish. there. Well, you know.
2: Right. Uh, <laughs> wow, I had these worded so well too. Um we turn for staying, he's going to uh, reveal to the authorities that the chips and fish and chips aren't really chips; they're French fries. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, Mary Beth. Wow, Mary Beth's asleep. That's how bad this is going.
1: Okay.
2: It's fine, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. It only gets better, Mary. <laughs> well, All right. well, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, just because he has thirty-three teddy bears doesn't mean he's in league with Prince seventy-two, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, two inside. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. man. Wow. How many I'd is like this?
3: <laughs> I liked that one. Do That's really? a good one.
2: Thank you. Uh, oh, okay. Um, uh, why is Juan Juan, uh, you know, uh, anxious about going to the visa office today? He has an outstanding bill at the starboard Galley. Yeah, <laughs> visa, visa. Wow, wow. What number are we on? Wow, I don't know, 11. No, here we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. There, there, there's only two more. Ready? Yep. Uh, has been wrecking his brain all week, wondering if he went dressed as Lady Di, it would be considered in bad taste.
3: Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow! Wasn't this like a 25 year anniversary?
0: Yeah, this is yes. week, yeah.
2: 25 yeah. years. It's like religious. Is it? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. yeah, like
3: literally this week, I saw it in the uh, the grocery store. Wow, on that the happened templates. 25 yes, years ago. Yeah. 25 years. They recently sold her car as well.
2: Well, that's what that's what Lonely Larry wrote to me today about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she has a Ford Escort. They they auctioned what? off a Ford Escort. We're going. What's she doing driving a Ford Escort? Must Unless be. it was the car she had before she became the priest been. princess. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to let her drive around a Ford. <laughs>
4: Who knows?
2: <laughs> yeah. Why? They didn't like her. So they they didn't like her. A, oh, wow.
1: Really?
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: All right. And the number one reason why Juan Juan was nervous today talking to the UK visa officials, mm, they can send them back to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Wow. <laughs> wow. So wow. That was painful.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Well, did you write that yourself?
2: Yes, I did. Thank you. Clem. I had to remember. Now it. you're I,
3: gonna be you're gonna be second guessing every yes, week. Now right. did I send this to Raven?
2: Well, don't worry. Because you're <laughs> never gonna want to do that again. You're gonna get four or five of them every week.
0: Yes. So I you know, Mac, it? I yes. hope you write a, uh, a book and include all of these top tens.
2: Good idea. So you
0: just put something together all of the top tens. I, I hope you're keeping a record of them.
2: Yeah. Well, I got I got a whole, you know, file that is nothing but the radio show.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm you'll thinking, you'll yeah. have to you'll have to turn that into some kind of. Reading it's, material. If,
2: if someone could go through that and take out all the bloopers and all the off air stuff, it would be hilarious. I mean, really, really funny, you know. But I can't do it, you know. I'm too close to it, as they say in the biz. So, look, why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, take a commission break now, settle down, regroup, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Money's Middle Tracks, I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Music. Back, and we went to Mac Maloney's Milotrack Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney I want a show we have you tonight. Interesting posse here tonight. No JJ, no Coco, no Switchy, but Raven is here with us. Raven, driving the car. Raven,
3: hi, I'm here. I'm driving
2: the car. <laughs> driving the car. Okay, cool. <laughs> also here with us is uh, the head of security Willie Club. Willie Clubby.
0: Mac, it's great to be here as part of the Skeleton Crew.
2: Yes, right, Scott. I didn't want to say it, but yes, you're right. Um, they were all doing other things, as it turns out. I know that Coco is out saving the world, if not JJ, in England. So, anyway, so uh, we have an interesting show for you tonight. I think we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, ghosts and stuff like that, things that have happened to us. Uh, but I should uh, just want to start off the segment by saying I had a very interesting weekend uh, this weekend. And it starts off with a friend of the show, uh, former bass player for Counting Crows, Matt Maley, all right, who we know, friend of the show. And um, he is now touring with a. Queen tribute band called A Night with Queen. Now you've seen them, Raven, correct?
3: I have. Amazing.
2: They're amazing. Yeah, for a tribute band, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I like I Queen. I mean, this,
3: this guy is Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he's insane.
2: definitely becomes Freddie Mercury. Talk about you know it, taking on the spirit of another person. But um, seriously. So, so Matt, you know, had this gig, he was off the road for 10 years, and then, you know, he had a chance to go back out on the road, so he became the bass player of this band that basically just, play, I mean, all they do is play Queen music, but it's note for note for note, Queen music, it's like a record, and the guy who does the singing, who does Freddie Mercury, he, he has every move Freddie ever had, he just looks, and everything about him, you know, is like Freddie Mercury, but... He's also a showman, and he has the crowd. Now, this place we're in is probably an It was another train. Probably it was an old casino, the Hampton Casino Club. You know that, right? So there's probably three thousand people there, maybe a little more, and 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 he had them in the palm of his hand from the beginning of it. Now a lot of them follow this them around, so it's instant fans. But he he just knew how to work a crowd. The the energy level was unbelievable. The playing was unbelievable. It's called a night with Queen, and the funny thing is all these guys are from Scotland except Matt. He's from L.A., so it's a strange kind of combination. You know, Lois, bu- Lois baked them some uh, butterscotch cookies, of course, right, because they're from Scotland. But the show is great. We went out to lunch at Matt, you know, interesting guy to talk to. So if you have a chance, uh, you know, uh, buy a County Crows album or um, go see One Night with Queen. Um, it's, it's, it's a great show. Yeah, I'm a queen fan. I mean, you know, I'm okay, and you know, I'm not rabid about it. But to see other people react to the show, I've seen the um, – Pink Floyd, the Australian Pink Floyd, which is note for note, Pink Floyd. But it's not the reaction that this place has. This 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 guy had he was crazy. He had everyone up and you know dancing and you know, taking taking people's uh cell phone out of the audience and on the stage with them and you know, taking pictures of himself performing and uh, he's just nuts, a real showman. Real uh, is so, that
0: the group that was in the movie?
2: No, 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 no. Those guys are actors. These guys are real musicians. They've been doing this for twenty years, these guys from Scotland. They do it ten months a year, if you can imagine that. Same songs, but it's it's if you like Queen go see them. It's called A Night with Queen. It's it's just very, very good. And they tour the United States every summer and you know they go a million places. Where did you see them, Raven?
3: Uh eastern Pennsylvania. Okay. And it was a nice little drive uh that was when um Mr. Raven and I went to the Oddities shop mm-hmm. uh down in Pennsylvania and we uh Saw a lot of oddities. Did you buy right some oddities?
2: Did you buy some oddities?
3: We did. Really? Uh Mr. Raven bought a beaver skull and I bought um a Luna moth in encased in glass with some uh decorative crystals. Oh
2: wow, huh. So the uh the beaver that I understand, but what the beaver skull? Is there a story behind that or is it just look good to him?
3: Uh it was between the beaver skull or a chipmunk skull. Oh, okay. Right, the beaver well. skull looks really cool though, because it has like the big buck teeth. Oh, yeah. I'll take a picture of it and send it. Still, it's very interesting. Still is the
0: taste place of honor like on yeah. a, yeah. you know, in the living room or on a It manacle. is in our living room. It actually. is on display. Have, okay, actually, I built
3: I built a shelf specifically for our our oddities.
2: Really? So yeah. So I've
3: got a I have a cow femur on it. I think hmm. it's a bunch of seashells. I have some Ouija board stuff. I mean, there's tons of.
2: Wow. Weird stuff on
3: it <laughs> that yeah. I've collected.
2: You wonder why there's all this weird stuff in your house going on. Maybe you bring it in. Ah. Maybe they attract. No. no? You sure? <laughs> you never know. But anyway, so wow, uh, wow, wow. So listen, hey, hey, hey clubs, have you ever seen a ghost? I know that you've had a couple of encounters in your life, a couple of incidents in your life that are a little paranormal right?
0: That's right. But as far as the ghost thing, when you, you mentioned earlier about when you were a kid, and it brought me back to a story that... um I was probably I don't know ten or twelve years old, and uh, in our neighborhood, uh, the one of our neighbors a few houses down, he was an old man. He had lived there for years, and uh, well, to us he was old. He could have been younger, but no, I think he was a pretty old man. And he died in the house, and nobody knew that he was dead in there. You know, his wife was gone. I mm. guess he had no family. We never knew anyone. Yucks. So he was there quite a while. I don't know exactly how long, but anyways. Mm. After they took him out, it must have been a day or two. My friend and I were very curious. So we went to the back of the house in the in the back porch, and there was a window there that went into a pantry. So what do we do? We opened up the window. Of course. And we both went into the house. Oh, man, come on. Um, you know, here we are breaking and entering. But I was saying, I'm not. he was worried, my friend, and he said, oh, we're going to get arrested. Yes. Said, no, because we're really not breaking anything. The window was unlocked. So anyways, well, how we old inside. were you when
2: this, uh, how old were you when this life of crime started?
0: Oh, probably around 10 years old. And that's, uh, same that's with me, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. So anyways, we get inside, we walk around, we're in the pantry and we were amused because there was all this food and stuff. I mean, we didn't touch anything, but we just didn't ever heard, heard of a house, you know, where someone had died in it and been there all that time. Go ahead. So we just went in and being nosy. And uh, so we started looking around and uh, walked through the house and then we saw where he had died um they had stuff on the floor there that indicated and, and i knew where because we when he died when they came and took him out we were standing on the front steps yes and and so we were nosy kids and we were just looking in but but anyways after we got wow. to that point all of a sudden the house got really cold and this was a summer day we were on you know, vacation huh and then all of a sudden the pantry that we came in through a couple of the jars fell off the shelf, and we weren't even in that room anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then the pantry whoa. window closed, oh, slammed closed. Oh,
1: man, what come the? on.
0: <laughs> so we didn't want to go out the front door because that was the front of the house, and the neighbors would see us. Yes, yes. And right. then we figured, oh, they'll call the police. So we're sitting in there saying, what the hell are we going to do? I, the only way in, the way in was through the pantry, and that's the only way out if you don't go to the front door. So we couldn't do that. So we went upstairs, and I said, let's go upstairs, see if we can find a, a window that maybe we can climb out of. And this, we went upstairs. It's like a horror know, movie. A yeah, let's go
2: upstairs. You know, the guy with the ax won't be forward. upstairs. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. So
0: eventually we got downstairs, and uh, I said, hey, <laughs> we got to get out of here. This this house is really strange. So go ahead. we went in the pantry, and uh, I got out first because I was tall, and I could reach this small pantry window. Okay. And I said, I'll get out. And then I'll I'll get you, you know. I'll reach in. Yep. So we did that, except I couldn't get him out. He was th- there was like no counter there, you know. And we jumped in, god. so he's in there crying. Oh. I, I, so I had to go get his mother. Oh god. Oh, oh, no. man. <laughs> day, oh
2: Jesus! <laughs> uh, Break it so in. then she
0: she got the brother, and he had to come over, and finally what? we got the kid out. Wow! But he was uh, traumatized. You know, but anyways, for life. They, they ended off. You know our UFO. Comedian, I think that's what we call him.
2: Yes, go ahead.
0: So, uh, well, anyways, that house after that, maybe within a few months, it, it had a big fire in it. You're kidding me, really? Yeah, And uh, but then after that, a family came in and bought it, and they, re- 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 they rebuilt the inside. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it was Phil's family. No way, Phil Yepper, the black I, I told you a wow. long time ago, Mac, that I had met Phil, because he's from the same city I'm from. Yeah. I, I knew the name. Everett because they, the his family lived right around the corner on that house how weird is that and um, you know they have a, a unique name you might yeah, say yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. anyways i knew his cousin real well she, they were the same age i believe mm-hmm. right, and, Yeah. you know we went to grew up together went to school and they lived in that house how weird is All that those what years. a what a strange
2: connection i mean that is the thing strange. is when
0: i thought about it when i'm listening to you now that's when i came in the connection with phil mm-hmm. but i would love to sometime find out from phil if what was going on in that house after they lived there. I mean, right. he didn't live there, but I, I when I was talking to him, he used to go there all the time. Yes, right. right. So right. I'd love to hear stories that he might have heard. Let's do it. Let's do it as a segment. Let's do because it as a segment. There, have him on. it will be fine. There was something with that house. Now, whether the fire, get rid of all the nasty stuff, I don't know. Yeah. The outside didn't burn down. It was just like yeah. a couple of rooms really burned bad. Yeah. And no one knows why. But, but uh, just thinking of it, that is – Got to find out from Phil if uh, okay. he remembers anything uh, about that. But, uh, but anyways, when you <laughs> talked about that, it brought all that back to me. That's really strange. And, and right? tonight, I don't know, I think I'm probably going to be thinking about that day in that house. And- hey, just
2: lucky <laughs> like you're not the other kid, he's probably traumatized for life. Listen, why don't we do this? <laughs> why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military accident Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned.
0: Hey, 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 hey Am I making hey, any sense at all? Is hey, hey, hey. anyone just speaking?
1: Cause everybody's acting like I'm crazy hey, 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 hey Am I making any sense at all? Is this thing on? Is this thing on?
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milletrics, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac. I'm running well on the show we have for you tonight. First, let me introduce you to a very interesting posse tonight. No JJ, no Coco, no Switchy, but Raven is here with us. Raven, how are you?
3: Hi. I'm great. Thank you for having me.
2: Mm-hmm. Is this one of those shows where it's more fun off here than on air?
3: Uh, it's fun for both. I keep feeling like I have to sneeze. Okay. okay. So if I make a face, I apologize. I, it's like moments of pain and then it goes away. Okay.
2: All so right. So that's
3: what I'm dealing with right now. But this is fun.
2: Why don't you just sneeze? No? You don't want to do that?
3: But, but then it goes away. Oh, I that's see. The problem. Okay. Like oh. I can't force it.
2: Yes. I understand. Wow. Huh? It's a whole thing. Mm, it sounds. So anyway, I'm sure some kind of beer or some kind of beverage would take care of that. Yeah. No? Anyway. Also with us is uh, cool. Head of Security, Willie Club. Willie, how are you?
0: Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Hey, it's great to be part of the Posse tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you, Raven, just let it go. You know? let it go. So would you get it all over the screen. You can clean that up. It's a Windex.
2: It's a Windex. It's fine.
3: I really wish I could. I like. I keep feeling it, and then it goes mm-hmm. away.
2: <laughs> wow, huh? Is it us?
3: I don't think so. allergic to something. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think it's just my um uh sinus cavity. Sure. Yeah, sounds good. Science. Listen, <laughs> yeah.
2: also joining us tonight, looking very much like the psychologist tonight, which may be a good idea, is our good friend Valerie LaFasso. Valerie, how are you tonight?
5: I'm great. It's good to be back. It's been a while.
2: Okay. Uh, what is that look? You told us uh, that look. Um, <laughs> off, yeah. What is but that?
5: I'm channeling my inner Robert Palmer girl.
2: Robert. Yeah, if, if, if people remember Robert Palmer <laughs> from MTV. His thing was he'd go out and sing a song, and they'd have these very kind of uh, emotional, less hot women, if I can say that. That were very uh, kind of secretarial looking. Am I right? That uh, club, please back me up. With oh you yeah, 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 okay. So that's the
0: one you can uh, I couldn't I couldn't turn you on. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that, like that. Simply one. irresistible. That's it. That's yeah, it. simply irresistible. How you a couple that? of them? But oh, the, the background was the whole thing. Right. Even yeah. though he had a great voice.
2: Yes. Right. Robert Palmer. So anyway, tonight in honor of Robert Palmer. Valerie is dressed like one of his backup singers. So, Valerie, h- how are things with you? <laughs> oh,
5: things are good. Hectic, okay. You know, but yes. good.
2: Okay. Valerie is a uh, an author and also a researcher and also an empath and also kind of a ghost hunter. And she came to um, right here in X W X E X, which, as you probably know, <clears throat> which is well, hang on a second. Which, as you probably know, is uh, you know, somewhat haunted, and um, we, yeah, we joke about Bob the engineer every once in a while, who was the engineer here for many, many years, and he dropped dead, and so why wouldn't his ghost be here? We see a lot of odd things here, hear a lot of odd sounds. Valerie came and visited us a few weeks ago, and your, uh, your conclusion was what, Valerie, before you went screaming, running from the building?
5: I'm trying to think back. That was a while ago. Um, I definitely felt strange energy, especially on the lower level. Definitely. I I believe I was communicating with him. Bob. Um, Felt like he, yeah, Bob. Mm -hmm. Felt like he kind of came and went as he pleased.
2: Okay, yes. Um,
5: But I think he likes likes what you guys are doing, and he's curious about what's happening. Oh,
2: wow. Okay, he should probably move on to heaven then. Well, he has the chance, (laughs) you know? So... Anyway, so... Uh,
0: you should th- try him out on the top ten before you do it to us. Well, what... Well, well, you know, before the show. Wow, well, club, huh? Yeah, okay. If tough he reacts love. to it.
2: Okay, all right. So what are you saying? that You don't think the top ten is that funny anymore? Is that how... It doesn't amuse you anymore? Did you say anymore? I, I oh, didn't hear that. Wow, man. I'm
0: oh, I'm talking. sorry. No, I was just... <laughs> Yikes. No, I just thought you might want to test it out on Bob, too. You know. Test it
2: out on a ghost, and that would be our, our audience, our target audience. Our, okay, thank you. Club. Okay. A two club, A two. Let me get this thing out of my bag. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Club. So you don't want us to do if if it was up to you, we wouldn't do the ten top ten anymore. Is that it?
0: Oh no, no, not at all. Cool. I think, you know, that kind of humor is, uh, is is different today and we need more of it.
2: And you wouldn't Okay, it? Thank you.
0: Club.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, you know,
0: like I, that. See, I, I don't have switch here to go after, so I. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm really. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm focusing on. Uh, you on pick on the things next likely like like
2: list. I, I have a
5: friend I'm going to borrow that for.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. See. <laughs> Club spreading love everywhere. So um, also uh, this weekend coming up, but by the time people hear this, it will be over. However, we're all excited about the uh, Exeter, New Hampshire UFO festival that um, the gang here at the show has uh, been invited to talk at, uh, but also um, Valerie is. Uh, Kicking things off. You are the first speaker on Saturday. Is that it, uh, Val?
5: I am. Wow. 9 a.m. Wow. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, they wanted to pack them in early. So, um, uh, wow. What is the topic? What is your topic going to be?
5: Um, My talk is called The Aliens in Our Backyard, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to talk a bit, a little bit about my experience that happened in Derry, New Hampshire, which is about 20 miles from Exeter. Okay. Um, And, you know, I didn't really understand my experience for almost 30 years and then found out that there was a lot of other activity in that area. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk a little bit about that and kind of how it relates to being an empath and... You know, how mm-hmm. I think it relates to people in general.
2: Do you, um, Are you okay speaking in front of crowds or do you get anxious? Or?
5: I definitely get anxious. I get very overwhelmed by all the energy, yep. um, but I've learned how to manage it. Mm-hmm. So, And, you know, when it's subjects that I love, like anything in the paranormal, that makes it a whole lot easier. Like yes. if I had to get up at my day job and speak in front of a bunch of people, I probably would pass out. <laughs> yeah, I
2: hate that. Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. You have to have the other crowd with you from the get-go. Well, uh, that's great. You know, hopefully we'll see you there sometime during the weekend. Uh, What other events are you looking forward to?
5: Um, I'm looking forward to um, Paul and Benny Eno's lecture on time storms. Yep. yep. Um, That one kind of sounds different. I haven't heard them talk about that very much. So I'm kind of curious as to, you know, what that Mm -hmm. entails. Um, And then Peter Robbins is going to be talking on Sunday about the origin of ridicule, like with the UFO stuff Mm -hmm. and um, the news, how it started out with newspaper articles, ridiculing people who sort of thing. And it continues to this day, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah,
2: does. Pete is a a interesting guy. He really is. He's yes. you know, from another world in a way, but a good guy. a good guy. <laughs> He's a very good guy,
5: yeah.
2: And his sister was actually a f- pretty famous punk star at the very very beginning of the punk movement called um Helen Wheels. Helen, yeah. 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 Helen Wheels. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, you know, she I don't know if she died prematurely, but he was very close to her, but she was, I can remember hearing that name way back when. Peter Robbins. So anyway, well, uh, are you are you excited, or are you will you just be glad when it's over the festival?
5: No, I'm I'm definitely excited. You know, I've been going to the festival for years, and you know, it being canceled for the last two years mm-hmm. was, you know, that was that was hard on a lot of us. It's where you know I see a lot of friends that I don't get to see a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing all the people that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, be good. Hopefully and connecting.
2: Yeah, right. With now with the last with the last show. You're the first okay. and we're the last, yeah. <laughs> so oh, no. oh, we are the
0: bookends. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> how'd you get that straw?
2: Are you know, are, are they going to ask us to fold up the chairs when we're done? Is that the? Uh, <laughs> is that what's going to happen?
3: Listen, I'm not saying for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, where the bookends. Hey, as it turns out, you know, hopefully everything in between will be like a bologna sandwich. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Can you hang around for a little while, though? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, why don't we take a break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Back Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Move Drinks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney Wild with a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce you to the uh, unusual posse. Uh, no, JJ, no, no, Switchy, but Raven is with us from uh, up there. Ups- no, what is it? Sideways in the eye. Raven, how are you? Hi, I'm here. I'm doing
3: great. Thanks for having
2: me. Just a strange night, would you say, Odd?
3: Yeah, I would say so. But yeah. I mean, that's good. Strange uh, is
2: good. Okay, good. Strange is in. Also with us is our security chief, Willie Cloud, WC. Hi, Mac.
0: Hi, gang. I, I think it's an odd night. Yes, I, I like think it's odd. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. As opposed to an even night. Odd night, yes.
0: Yeah, I can't describe it yet, but it's, it feels odd.
2: A lot of technical yeah. stuff going wrong. Maybe it's that sun uh, storm from the sun.
0: No, I think it's Bob. I think it's active tonight. Okay.
2: Well, that's good because we have a, a ghost hunter and an empath in the house with us, a good friend, Valerie LaFaso. Valerie, how are you?
5: I'm great. How are you? Okay.
2: Well, you can tell. Aside
5: from having all the problems. <laughs> if you listening, I, I, and I'm sorry to say, I hope it's not me. I I have been around a lot of electronics lately that have been having problems and batteries and things, and really? I don't know it's me, but it <sighs> seems like a, more than a coincidence. <laughs> so, sorry if it's me.
2: Did it stop when she came on, or was it going on all this night? I, <laughs> now, don't worry, it wasn't you, because when I got no, here, boy. my my phone wouldn't, <laughs> even though the people could hear me. Um. I could hear them; they couldn't hear me on my phone. And then I got a message that says "no service in this area," and now it's on airport mode, and I can't get it off it. So it's not you that was happening before. <laughs> I didn't say you helped, but listen, is that there's a <clears throat> there's a name for that though? Um, Juan is somebody who is the opposite of that. Like he has a Ford Mustang that has no business going over eighty thousand miles, and he has it's, it's like six hundred thousand miles on it. He can fix stuff. You know what I mean? This it, stuff runs well around him and um, he's just told me stuff you know that he's done in the past and his daughter had a name for it like a technomancer or something like that is that a word techno I don't know but they're just good with techno oh, like stuff
3: play on necromancy
2: yeah, yeah right yeah like that I,
5: necromancy, it, might, it yeah. might be a thing I, 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 I don't have heard it. it but that doesn't mean anything because I tend to hide in, in a cave most of
2: the time uh, I, I have
3: yeah a, same yeah that could be a thing that's a good name for it I gotta say
5: yeah
2: yeah well, I have it opposite, does, it, whatever it, it is. It
3: work both ways, too. So.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but there were some people just, you know, good with cars, good with, you know, stuff works for them, you know. They, I don't know. Maybe they have a little bit more knowledge than we have. Club, what kind of a car do you drive right now? A Jeep. A Jeep, yeah? Yes. If it broke down, could you fix it? You have to bring
0: it somewhere. Oh, I, I wouldn't know what to do with oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. See, meeting. Everything in it is all is computer. Did you as, as a kid? You no, know, as a kid, we used to go and tear those cars apart. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, put all new parts in them and everything. Today, yep. forget
2: it. Yeah, I looked in the under the hood of one of our cars once, and I hadn't just there had been no reason to open up the hood. We had it for about a year. Finally, I opened up the hood and I go, "What the? What is that? You know? What it's? You know? Like you say, all computers, whatever." But. um Uh, Anyway, so it's not you, Valerie. Okay, that's a long road to saying. i sure it's not you. Uh, So um, you have a book. When's your last book? When when did your last book come out?
5: Um, Last winter. I think book three came out last December. Mm
2: -hmm. And uh, what's the name of it again?
5: Um, It is the third book in the Tangled Web of Friends series, and it's called The Last Hour.
2: Okay. Is it ghostly?
5: Yeah, they're all ghost stories. Mm -hmm. Um, It revolves around... A girl who um, hits her head and all of a sudden can see ghosts. And so the series is all about how she learns to manage seeing ghosts, how it affects the people around her. Yes. And all of that sort of thing.
2: Um, there was a really good movie called maybe City of Angels about 20 years yes. ago with um, uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah,
3: man. And Meg yeah. Ryan.
2: Yeah. Meg Ryan. And the guy from NYPD Blue. And mm-hmm. what was cool about it was one thing was. Um, you know, they, they, they called them angels, but they were kind of like, it was a non-religious angel, if there's such a thing. And you would just see them kind of standing there, the guardian angels. They'd just be standing there, you know. They're not ghostly, they're just, and, and that just creep not creeped me out, but I just said, what a cool way to depict something like that, you know. They're just Maybe there. on the top
0: of a high-rise building. Yeah, looking down. Just down and, and, looking down, right on the edge. Yep. You know?
5: I've actually encountered something that, as a very non-religious person, I the only way I could describe it was some sort of angelic being.
2: Mm. Tell us.
5: Um, so it was during, um, I guess you would call it uh, an exorcism of a girl who um, had another soul inside of her body, and it was making her very, very sick. And the medium that I was training with at the time brought in myself and I think three, three other mediums To all kind of do different tasks while we removed the soul from this girl's body. Yes, And I was in charge of holding the space of the room. So I put up an energetic protection around the room. And next thing I know, at the four corners of the room, I see these beings and they were part human, part lion, part angel, like traditional angel looking. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: And they just radiated very intense energy and i felt like they were there to help protect the space um because you know we were we were trying to make sure that nothing else got in right while while we were trying to remove this soul from her so So that was it was a you know it was a big responsibility to protect the space right
2: what happened Um, did they was it a success
5: yes it was Mm -hmm. it was a success Um, she she has gone on to live a very full and lovely life that was probably Seven or eight years ago now. Yes.
2: How old was she when she was, you know, had, was exercised?
5: Um, 17 maybe. Okay. So
2: a teenager. Okay. So. Wow. And in, 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 in who was, who was the lead person? Was there a priest involved or this was non-religious or what?
5: No, it was the the medium that I worked with at the time who was my teacher. Um, her name is Isabeau Maxwell. Um, she's now out West somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but she led the group in in what they each had to do and, you
2: know, how mm-hmm. to participate. So, and, 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 and so how did they know, let's say, uh, how did they know the soul was out of this person's body? Could you tell it? Could you feel it? See it? Um,
5: I, could, I trusted her to know yep. when it had been done. Okay. I will okay. say, though, that talking with the girl afterwards she felt completely different she was actually scary for a little bit afterwards and i think because she had gotten so used to having this other energy within her yeah that it was it was like she was half empty Mm
1: -hmm. so like
5: immediately after the the medium was speaking with the girl's mom so some of us were with the girl because Mm -hmm. we didn't want her to be by herself Mm -hmm. and just it was it was difficult talking with her it was apparent that there was a huge difference from before and after.
2: Wow. What was the matter with her beforehand? Was she running around with kids?
5: No, it was, um, you mean when she was not well yeah, like, with this?
2: Yeah, was she like a juvenile delinquent? Was she out of control or was she seeing visions? No, really,
5: or? it was just her she was actually getting really sick. She wasn't eating. She was really, really thin. She lost a ton of weight. She was lethargic. Yikes. Um I guess she did have a bit more of like a dark grumpy attitude then like her her mom just said her behavior was just not normal
2: yeah
0: yeah what a, wow no when she came out of it hmm. did she know that uh, realized that she was in some kind of a funk or whatever
5: um immediately afterwards no um i wasn't the one doing the follow-ups afterwards and i haven't spoken with her about it so i don't really know what her yeah. observations were afterwards
2: but she's gone on. Question though, she's gone on and everything is. Well yeah, in her she's
5: life? living a, a very good life. She's well employed. She's married, has a couple kids. Um, yeah, she's doing really, really
2: well. Wow, that's crazy. Nothing like that ever happened to me that I can tell. But to to if you're able to go through something like that, something's wrong with you, and for them to kind of fix it in that way, and for you to go on and lead a successful life, there's got to be something to it. Even if it's mind over matter, there's got to be something that helped yeah. her. You know, I would think so. That probably wouldn't have helped her before. Wow, huh? So, why don't we do this? So, Raven, you have a uh, report, a segment. So, in in it's a French word, right?
3: I, I'm sure it's French. Uh, it is called Folly à Folly Folie à Foli do the uh, so madness I'll of spell two. Spell it: F O L I E and space a or uh, uh, space d e u x. it also can translate to the madness of two.
2: Love that title. Yes. Very cool. Tell us.
3: Um and it it was first discovered in 19th century France by Charles and by Char- I'm sorry, by Charles Lacegue and Jules Falret. Uh Folliadeau, also known as Lasègue-Falret syndrome. Is a shared psychotic disorder that usually involves uh, one dominant person convincing the other person that their own delusional beliefs and sometimes hallucinations are 100% real. Um, it is also known as shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, otherwise known as SDD. Um, the majority of people afflicted with this disorder are almost always related for example, like a mother and uh, son or sisters, brothers, whatever. Um, Folia do is also normally uh, affects groups of two, uh, but there have been documented cases involving three or more people. Um, it's also common for this psychosis to affect individuals that live in close proximity. Um, they may have no interest in other people whatsoever. Uh, and they sometimes can be completely isolated with only each other. So today, uh, we are going to be discussing two very close sisters, uh, which brings me, which brings us, I apologize, uh, to Le Mans, France in 19, uh, 1930s. Uh, so we're talking about Christine and Lea Papine. They were working as a domestic servants uh, for well-off Lancelin family, Uh, and that is Renee, uh, his wife, Leonie, and their adult daughter, Genevieve. So on the outside, like everything was great. The neighbors actually envied the Lancelins because they had such dedicated servants. But as you know, we all know, nothing is ever the way that it seems. So the Pepin sisters, they performed their tasks as they were expected to, Um, But they only ever spent time with each other, and they really wanted nothing to do with anyone or anything else. Uh, It was also said that Madame Lancelin was very strict and would often perform the white glove test to check for dust, uh, and she would only communicate with the girls through notes. So there was like zero verbal communication, which is, in my opinion, rude, but okay, whatever. Um, So the sisters worked with the family for seven years without incident. Uh, until the evening of February 2nd, 1933. Madame Linselin and Genevieve were due to meet Renee out at another location. And when they didn't show up, Renee became concerned, as you would. Um, upon arriving home, the house was pitch black except for a single candle uh, burning in the attic window and the front door was locked from the inside. <clears throat> Renee couldn't find his keys um, and found the situation to be abnormal to the point where he decided to call the police um so they were able to get into the house and they found a crime scene so heinous it was described as a quote-unquote orgy of blood uh leone and genevieve were found at the base of the staircase uh their faces were smashed in beyond recognition and just quick trigger warning if you don't want to hear this skip ahead 15 seconds uh their eyeballs were gouged out of their skulls yeah uh the maids were found in their attic bedroom, laying naked in their bed. They confessed immediately. So I just want to clarify that they were laying naked together. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this case is especially interesting to me uh, because when Christine and Leia were arrested after the murder, they were separated and Christine became very distressed. Um, she had regular fits of, of what they called insanity, which would probably now be just a fit of rage, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, she even tried to gouge her own eyes out. Um, by September of 1933, the trial had concluded and it was determined that Christine was the aggressor and had planned the brutal attack. Uh, it was concluded that Leia was completely consumed by her sister to the point that her personality was nothing more than an extension of Christine's. Mm. Uh, ultimately, Christine received a life sentence, um, but she died in 1937. Uh, She apparently wasted away, is what they said. And I I believe that has a lot to do with being separated from Leah. Mm. Um, As it's, it's like she physically needed her to survive. Um, So Leah was released from prison in 1941, and her documented death uh, was 1982, However, it is speculated she was alive until at least 2000 after she was spotted in a documentary, but it has not been confirmed. And by all accounts, Leia went on to live a totally normal life after Christine had died. Huh. So that's um, one example I wanted to get to. I do have another one. If if it's something that we want to discuss, we can definitely get into it. Raven, Men can I ask you a, a question? Two. Absolutely. Go club.
0: Um, now, I read so- something about a syndrome like that. But everyone that was affected by that, they were twins. Did you mention with these two sisters twins?
3: It can called? affect twins. There yeah. are several cases that are specifically twins. These two are not. They also, oddly enough, they have an older sister who had nothing to do with any of their... Uh, Shenanigans. Uh, ...schemes, if you want to say it. Um, but there there are some that are strictly twins, and there there's some that... Like I said, this could be like a a mother daughter, even a father and son, brothers. I mean, it it's very close knit to like family specifically. From what I can see. Yes. But what what
2: it reminded me of. You're not wrong. What it reminded me of, and this it has nothing to do with it, But when you were saying, how you know one was so much like the other, needed the other, and so on. There's not that I know anything about this, but there is that physics experiment. What the hell is it? And, And what they take two atoms together. Two atoms are together, and they can separate them. And they can separate them either by an inch or by light years. And if you, like, kind of ping one, the other one will vibrate. You know what I mean? It's called – Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. They don't know why, but these paired atoms will – um, you know, react simultaneously, no matter how far away they are. And I wonder if this, you know, in a weird way, that it reminded me of that because it seemed like w- when one needed the other. You know what I mean? What happened to one happened to the other, that type of thing. You know?
3: Yeah, and I mean that it, it makes sense. I, I, I'm not good at physics, but that absolutely makes sense. <laughs> Neither <where> am I. <laughs> you're having that reaction from one versus the from other. Something, yeah. What would that's cause very it? interesting. Well, I
2: mean, what would what would cause it? If the, if you were if you're a medical doctor, Valerie, you would know this. What causes something like that? Is it?
5: I would guess that one is a narcissist and one is not.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: <laughs> the narcissist convinces the other one of all these things, and mm-hmm. the other
3: person just wants to go along with it.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, narcissists- that's really
3: what it seems like. You know, the way that you know, there's this dominant person, and then essentially there's a person that's. 100% naive. Yes. That is, is really just like going through these motions that they're being told.
2: Right, right. And it that- also
5: sounds like maybe there's like almost a collective consciousness type thing happening as well, yeah, you know, yeah. where you on. kind of manifest things because multiple people will it to be so. Right. You yeah. know, I think right. if you have a connection, two people can do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Crazy. So, wow, wow, that's cool. Club, what do you think of that?
0: You know, I it brings uh, as an identical twin. I've done a lot of studying about you know twins, particularly identical twins, and some of the uh, whether it's genetic or whatever things that relate between them. So I I find this very interesting. That's why I asked if it was just you know twins. Mm. Um, But the things that I read about uh, about twins have nothing to do with you know one being a follower and one a leader and being you know evil like that. But Mm Uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I, I'm just glad I don't know anyone like that. Now,
2: you had, you, you had a twin sibling, correct?
0: Yeah, identical twin. He uh, lived until about 10 days after birth. Wow. And there's a whole thing, someday we'll talk about, but there's mm-hmm. a whole thing about identical twins, particularly if one survives, but that the other one at least had lived yes. for a period of time, that the second twin, the surviving twin, takes over certain things and uh, so on but so anytime I, I hear stories like this about sisters and so on mm-hmm. it, it gets my attention
2: so this is you felt this yeah. that you you felt that your brother was kind of with you
0: oh yeah i had uh, certain things that that you know that I, better than i've read about this over the years and mm-hmm. it it seems things are very common for people that are identical twins particularly if only one survived uh, that I just thought it was me being, you know, thinking you know, in my head that really... But anyways, yeah, so hmm. it, it, that whole thing about twins, but uh, being nasty like that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's another so. whole thing. I, I, There's the years,
2: yeah. years ago, there were these two doctors, famous surgeons in England. They made a movie about them. Jeremy Irons played... both. They were twin. They were twin doctors. I saw that. I
0: see anything that has to do with uh, twins. I remember that.
2: You see it? Yeah, it was a very creepy movie. They would... Yeah. They were surgeons. They were very famous, but they were, they were, you know, pathological for many things. And when they would do surgery, instead of white, everyone, everything white, everything was red. Everything was red, which was really, really strange, strange. <laughs> were they obstetricians? They might have been obstetricians, a gynecologist or something. It was really nutty, really nutty, the movie. I forget the name of it. But I know, God, I've never people, heard of that. Yeah, what, uh, uh, Jeremy Irons did, yeah. the, you know, Played both. Parts,
0: yeah, it goes back a while, but yeah, probably
2: 80s, 70s, 80s. But I've known twins who just fit the stereotype, they'll sit there, begin one sentence, the other one just fills it in. You know, they do things not in unison, but they go and do the same thing at the same time. You get a beer, whatever, you know, and well, you know, know,
0: parents used to be the root of that, Mm -hmm. and years ago, not as much today, but. That particular, the mother would want them to dress alike. Yep, yep. You know, they had to wear the same clothes. I mean, that that's thats the stuff that creates problems in these people as they get older, you know. But today, you don't seem to see as much of that I what I read, you know, that it's not as much that parents from the time they're born. Really? Yeah. I think Raven has a question.
2: oh go ahead, please. She has oh, her hand up. you know up. something?
3: I mean, I watch a little show on TLC called Extreme Sisters. Oh, um, that's, um, yeah, that's There's these twins that are like beyond everything needs to be the same to the point where like they've had the same plastic surgery. uh One of them needed a tooth pulled because it was infected. And they threw a fit because the dentist wouldn't pull the other one's tooth that didn't really need to be pulled. But they they wouldn't be the same. And it was like a meltdown. Wow. It was great. I loved it.
2: Were they Americans?
3: They are Australian. They're from Prague.
2: Austria. 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 austria 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 no australian australian
3: prague perth 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 yeah <laughs>
2: they're all freaking nuts Earth. they're nuts coming. yes
3: they're australian 100 <laughs> percent Yeah,
2: sounds like it wow we okay what's the name of that show i might check that out what is it
3: you should check it out it's extreme sisters oh, it's well. great if you just need to like Watch Put something, something on that requires zero thought. That's why I watch I it. I love that because after really a long zero. day of work, I'm I don't need to think about anything. Yes. And these people are so wild Yeah, like yeah. it so, makes me feel show. better about myself. Yeah. it's just a
0: freak show. As well as <laughs>
3: it I'm is. I love funny. it. I love
2: it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I, we've talked about it before. I was on, you know, a deadline or whatever. So I'm just sitting there, and I'll have the TV on, even though I'm not paying attention to it. But it was like around thanksgiving and it was like 10 episodes of um i guess it was bridezilla bridezilla did you ever see that wow wait that was
3: actually a show i could not get into because those women are unbelievable wretched like they're awful i can't
2: yeah yeah it was it was really it was really and very much down on men by the way club okay very much making men to be the steward of the thing, which I'm sure is true more than half the time, but not a hundred percent of the time. So, anyway, wow. So, you know, just talk about twins real quick. In TV, does anyone watch Young Sheldon? No,
0: one. I've, I've. Well, we like the original show, right? <clears throat> so that we get into the spinoff, you know, from the Big Boom Theory, or whatever they call it. I saw thing. a couple episodes. It's an interesting. You didn't get into
2: anything. it. It, it's interesting how they play the kid because he has an a identical twin sister. You know, well, I don't know if she's identical, but she's a twin sister. Twins. Right. And. paternal. Right. And he's this unbelievably smart little kid. Right. But they in the TV show, they give her all the good lines, if you know what I mean. You know, she's like a little wise ass and stuff. And it's just funny how they handle twins in it, you know, how they know what each other's, you know, they f- finish each other's sentences and. You know, that kind of stuff. It's a good show. It took us a while to get into it. I understand it. And we watched Big Bang. You know, it was good. The first few years were really funny. Nerds getting girls, basically, is right. what it is. And But Young Sheldon is very interesting. It's Some of the shows they do is really interesting. It's more than just, you know, what you think of it. So, anyway.
0: Yeah, that boy is a good actor. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good. good. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah very so good. So, there,
5: there is a TV show on Netflix called Echoes, and it's fairly new. And it actually is kind of this story not this story but it's similar to what raven was talking about where wow. one of the twins in this story really tries to pull influence over the other one wow. if if you're oh, interested so i cool. recommend it yeah
2: hmm. what's the name video again echoes echoes yeah huh okay well wow. always looking for a run new stuff to watch for sure so why don't we take a break right now and calm down. And uh, we'll come back right after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military X File Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. Welcome back everyone to Mac Maloney's military show here on the distant thunder radio network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. An interesting posse. First of all, no JJ, no Coco, no switchy. And I say that only because we get lots of phone, uh, lots of uh, emails about all three of them, the three stooges. Uh, but uh, Raven, our good friend up there in sideways New York is with us. Raven.
3: Hi, my friends. Thank you for having me.
2: I heard earlier, you were talking off here about when it start to snow up there. When can you expect snow? A couple of weeks.
3: Oh God, yeah, like November. I mean, we've gotten it before Halloween before, so really? it's basically after September. Anything is possible.
2: Yep, yep. I lived up there in upstate New York for a long time, and that's it's nice. But when the winter hits, you know it. You know, just oh, snows yeah. a little bit every day. Anyway, also with us is uh, Chief of Security Willie Club Willie W
0: C. Hi Mac, doing great tonight. This is a fun show, a little bit different without Dif- some of the heavy hitters here. Right, exactly. I think we're getting into more uh, intellectual stuff tonight. I'm, I'm not trying to, mean, you know, knock anyone else, but it, we really, I think, are getting into much deeper things. So I feel pretty <laughs> challenged tonight. <laughs>
2: me too, believe me. But I feel like that a lot. Also joining us is our good friend Valerie LaFasso. Valerie.
5: Hi Mac, thanks uh, for having me back.
2: Uh, w- one of the many things that you uh, do that you talent, that you have talents for is that you're an empath. You're an author and a researcher and so on. Yeah. But you have an empath. Yes. You've been here in the studio, but you've also told us that you could tell the vibe mm-hmm. of the show just like over the airwaves. So tonight, please. Because it is a different show. You know, It because- is,
5: but, you know, it's a good vibe. I think everybody's enjoying it and, <laughs> you know, we're all good. There's there's a little tension because of the tech stuff going on, but it's, yes. it's okay. minimal.
2: Okay, good. Minimal. Minimal tension tonight. That's good. (laughs) So uh, you're going to be joining us at the Exeter UFO Festival this weekend. When people hear this, it will be all over and done with. But it's always a good time, right? UFO UFO Festival, Exeter New Hampshire.
5: Yeah, it's a great festival. It's for a great cause, too. We should mention that. Mm -hmm. Um, The Exeter area, Kiwanis, puts it on every year. And 100% of the profits go towards local children's charities. Um, so, you know, every dollar that, that you spend, it's, it's, going to a good cause and, you know, it's hard to beat that.
2: Yeah. We met them when we were yeah. there, uh, two years ago, we met, we kind of met Brian and all those guys. And yeah. I, frankly, I didn't know what a Kiwanis club did until I met them, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah. but yeah, they do everything that they do goes to kids, charitable, uh, causes, you know, which is good. They work hard at it too. You know, this is like a year round yeah. thing for them. So that's cool. And I like how the uh, town of exit gets behind it, you know, all the places that, you know, UFO hamburgers and stuff like that. And UFO Yeah, they really
5: go stuff. all out. The stores have UFO themed gifts and food right. and signs in their window. Like there's a shop that once put, uh, like, a, it, they made it look like a UFO crashed into the side of their building oh, you know, oh, just yeah, for yeah, the festival. Yeah. You, yeah know? Cool. They, you know, some of them have a lot of fun with it.
2: And mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. When we were up there, we just happened to see these three guys that all dressed in black you know, except white shirt, black tie, and they got the hat, just exactly what you would think, right? And they're just walking down the street, you know, in three. You know, three three abreast, let's say. And just walking yeah. around very casually. But it was funny that they were being so subtle about it. Meanwhile, some people were in alien costumes and stuff, too. But it was just funny that these guys were just kind of walking around, you know? And if you knew what they were, you knew what they were. So, yeah, they have yeah. a good sense of humor <laughs> and the people. You know, people get into it and... Last time we spoke, people taking notes and stuff. It's, it's you know, people are into it, you know. People really love it and they like to hear.
5: Yeah, you know, I, I think people expect it to be kind of a funny ha-ha UFO thing. But most it, people are there because they're really interested in the subject matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
5: and they're and they, a lot of them have had their own experiences and they want to talk to people about it. Right. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's really cool. You know, I, I met a woman several years ago at the festival whose entire family made fun of her for talking about a ufo experience and Mm -hmm. she was in tears like i have nobody to talk to about this and she was so excited to find this festival and finally have people that wouldn't put her down for talking about this stuff you know it's 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 nice to to connect with people
3: in that way
2: yep Hmm. well that's cool yeah
3: it's like community you
5: know yeah definitely
2: well you know we've and that's what they're going to talk about this weekend right is that um you know, very, very early on, like in the la- in the late '40s, early '50s, the U.S. government, you know, intentionally put newspaper articles out there to make it seem like anyone who saw a UFO should be uh, ridiculed. You know, should be yeah. made fun of, or uh, the cookie people, and even still now, it that remains oh, to this day. absolutely, stay.
5: for sure. And yeah,
2: the ridicule factor, and the the CIA was behind that, and and the reason they they did it was this is that when the UFO showed up in 1952 over Washington, D.C., for the entire summer, every weekend, it was, like, insane. And they were buzzing airliners and stuff, and military jets would show up, and they'd take off, and the military jets would leave. UFOs would come back, lots of pictures and so on. Um, And when that happened, so many people called the Pentagon and so many people called the White House that they actually physically jammed up the phone lines. And they thought, the CIA thought, well, look, at the Russians could just do the exact same thing. You know, create this kind of UFO something, panic, and then they'd be disabled, especially if the Pentagon couldn't get through. So they started putting out these stories that people who cite UFOs should be ridiculed. At the same time, what they're doing, too, is when they're testing secret weapons, jets, they'd fly them at 20,000 feet over L.A. and they'd count how many reports, you know, they got. And then they'd say, oh, people can see it at 20,000 feet. Then they'd do it at 30,000 feet the following week. There'd be less and less reports. And they would know how to kind of keep... How high they had to fly to keep it out of the public eye. So they used UFO reports, you know, to their own advantage at the same time, making them the uh, the butt of ridicule, you know. So these days I believe everything from the freaking government. I mean, the stuff <laughs> that they're into. And then they say in 1967, that's it. We wash our hands. of uh, you know, Project Blue Book is over. And it turns out they were lying about it. that they were – they've been – you know, investigating it right up until present. They just, the past couple years, with these congressional hearings, they've come out, you know, it's not disclosure, but they've come out and said, okay, we're looking into it. But all that time, they're at least keeping tabs on it and not telling us. So, anyway, wow, huh? So, Valerie, you've seen a UFO?
5: Yes, I've seen a couple over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one encounter with my father when I was four in Derry, um, and that's I'll be talking a little bit about that at the festival and I've I've seen um, at, it may have been the same thing twice. It was in the same location almost a year apart mm-hmm. that um, a bunch of us witnessed a UFO up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire.
2: What did it look like? What the what the one in the uh, White Mountains looked like?
5: It was it was just a very bright light that rotated white, red, and green. And that you know you wouldn't think much of it, but then as soon as like I was the first person to notice it, and I pointed it out to my friends. There was four of us there. I said, you know, do stars do that? And Mm. as soon as I said that, and they all looked, it started to move around in the sky. Kind of, you know, we call it dancing because it kind of stayed in the same general area, but it kind of wiggled around a lot. Yeah, yeah. And. we were like, all right, well, let's use our collective consciousness to see if we can get it to do something. And we <laughs> cool. asked it to move in a circle because it was really just kind of wiggling. Right. And it it went in a circle. And we were like, whoa, okay, that's weird. Mm. And we watched this thing for about 45 minutes. It was late at night. It was, you know, nearing midnight. We had hiked up a mountain and we were exhausted. So we're all kind of getting sleepy. And then all of a sudden, a red light shot out and went sideways out of this thing mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. all saw this like they saw the sky light up red i saw the thing shoot out yep and we're like what is that and then clouds came in and it disappeared and wow. that was it
2: wow we So i've never had anything even close to that you know but i would love that's for so it to happen crazy. you know and that's where we keep yeah. coming back to that same old thing are uh, certain people kind of predetermined to see these things and other people aren't you know, I, well,
5: I mean, here's here's a serious question for you. Do you go outside and watch the sky very much? You know, cause... in my life, yes, yes.
2: You know, I mean, we, we won't look at the stars. We're not out there. You know, mm-hmm. for hours on and we've seen stuff. Believe me. Um, I remember one night we were and and I don't know if this was necessarily a UFO, but there was a um, power blackout. Okay, you know where we, we live down Flam Island, Val. You know, right? Yeah. Come on, you know how it is. So. Yeah. All the lights go up, and so we're out in a kind of deck, and we're seeing if if there were and there were helicopters taking off at the airport. It was just you know a power that was it. And it was World Series was on, and um, so we're just out there looking at the stars without the air without the light pollution, you know, because it was just mm-hmm. dying. So this thing just comes over our head. We think it's one of the airplanes or a helicopter, and right in front of us, just split into five different lights, and off they went. Okay, so it's like wow, man. Now, this is 2000s. whenever the uh, Sox played the Cardinals the last time, of Rockies. I'm not sure. But, you know, so it was in late October. And um, not that it makes any difference. But, yeah, and it was like, and we just, by the time we said, what the heck was that? And I don't think it was drones, you know what I mean? Though it could have been, but very kind of early drones. But okay, yeah. but
5: oh. technically, it's an unidentified flying Yes, right, objects.
2: yes, <laughs> right. I've never seen a flying social. Let's put it that way. I've never seen what you know. But yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, that was that was strange, that was strange. But on the other hand, the other story I was tell is that um, you know we were um, you know walking on the beach and um, we saw these two sets of lights coming at us. It was dusk, and blinking red, green, amber, red, green, amber. I'm going like, wow, man, we're finally gonna see UFOs. You know, this is This is it, because it couldn't be anything else. We're out in the marshes, and. They went. They went by. Went over us maybe about a hundred feet off, and they were um, medevac helicopters going to the hospital in Newport. But they were both flying very low, and they had a lot. They had almost like ambulance lights on them, you know. And I would, if they had been two hundred feet further out, I would have said, "Man, we saw," and you know, we finally saw it because it looked just so odd, you know, just so
5: yeah.
2: odd. But There's
5: actually a a lot of reports of strange lights along hampton beach and rye Mm -hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that if you look out at the ocean from newburyport you may see something that you can't explain well let me me.
2: one last story about it so the 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 coast of new hampshire is actually very very small it's like 10 miles from massachusetts to maine right to portsmouth but it's a nice it's it's a nice road you know that route 1a that goes up and very curvy beautiful yeah it is and you're looking out in the ocean and stuff so anyway there's a parking lot up there that every once in a while we'll just grab some steel and just sit up there and we were doing that one night in the summer and you know and, and then the Sun went down and we saw one by one like lights showing up on the horizon and to us it looked like I don't know what it looked like like a fishing fleet or something but there's lots of them and you can see other lights going back and forth between them like motorboats or something. So then we think, well, would there be 10 fishing, maybe, kind of fishing boats altogether? Because, you know, the fishing boats go out of Portsmouth New Newport. Anyway, it's, it, it intrigued us so much that on the way home, we stop in Salisbury and look out there and we can still see it. All right? That's about fifty miles. We get home, and Lois being who she is, called the Coast Guard. And they say, we're looking out there right now. We can't see a thing. The Coast
5: Guard.
2: Uh... You know, what was it?
5: Interesting. Yeah. I know Fata really
2: Morgana is that thing where they see, you know, illusions at in, in the ocean. You know, they, they're they almost like crashes. Or mirages.
3: like, did they like, quote unquote, not see anything? <laughs> yeah. Did they know <laughs> exactly. it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did they know exactly oh, what okay. was going on there? And they're like, well, okay. we can't let anyone well, know, know about, you know? That's what
2: I... They fooled it. us. We're going, why you do not see hey, anything? Hey, salt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Coco was in the Coast Guard. So was, so was Popeye. So was, it,
3: so was Popeye. Turns out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten so many letters. We were kidding Coco about how Coco insisted Popeye was in the Coast Guard and we insisted he was in the Navy. And I got lots of stuff, y'all said. He was in the Coast Guard, you dummy, but I couldn't give it up. We had to keep... he <laughs> so we went nuts in the air that night. Nice. With the I had F-word. a friend
5: who was in the Army and he was stationed up in Alaska and he says that Part of their training manual covered how to handle UFO reports.
2: Yeah, huh? Really?
5: Yeah. That's so crazy.
2: Wow. See, so it is kind of dribbling down kind of.
5: Yeah, it's, you know, you tell this person, but you don't tell everyone else. You know, it's, yeah. it was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was very specific. Like, you you don't talk about it. It has yep. to go to this location. Yep. And nobody yeah. talks about it ever. And that's it.
2: Yeah. You my, just, my yep.
0: brother in law was stationed in Alaska for a year. This was about 20 years ago. And he, I always remember, he always likes to talk about it. He says, you wouldn't believe the sky up there. You know, of course oh, it's it so be. dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like we used to have many years ago. But he said, you couldn't believe the stuff that's up there that's flying around. And he also mentioned that, that something about training on UFOs. But there was a consciousness about something going on up there because everyone that seemed to go up there you know, the, for their tour of duty had to have this kind of training about uh, identifying UFOs. But mm-hmm. he, he could never get over the sky up there and some of the stuff. He said, we were on a base and we always thought that you know maybe it's the russians since we're not that far away but he said there was a lot of funny activity there yeah
2: yeah you there's, you can you could probably maybe they've already done it but you know how um they have like the bermuda triangle and this and that you could you could make a good case that there are more airplane crashes in alaska uh then
5: i think there is an alaskan triangle i Tri- think yeah. travel but- channel
3: has a show on
5: that
2: okay <laughs>
3: i was gonna say i'm pretty sure i watched yeah. that and there's one that, there's one in uh new hampshire and vermont hmm. the bennington triangle Oh, so yep. they're everywhere yeah yeah
2: yeah but i guess if, especially airlines i had an editor once and he was from alaska of all places and he says oh man you wouldn't believe it there was a, remember Hale boggs club Remember Hale Boggs, that guy. Yeah, what was he? A senator. He's a senator. Yeah, he was like a top guy. His plane crashed in Alant, never found them. There's, there's diff- a
5: lot of weird disappearances yeah. up there as well. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a big state and it's a lot big. of wilderness, so I think it'd be easy for a human to just go out there and die. But a lot of it seems like, well, it might be more than that.
2: Yeah, especially with aircraft. You know, maybe there's some kind of things with the magnets or whatever the magnometer that you need to yeah. find. But anyway, yeah, yeah, Alaska. But it's a beautiful place. I know the people have gone on Alaskan cruises. They can't wait to go back. You know, they love yeah. it. They love it. But oh, yeah. So anyway, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should take a break down and add everything up. I'm missing JJ. Add everything up and see how much time we have left. So why don't we take a commercial break now. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to pac Military Exo so Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. While we well, the show, we have a few tonight. The posse tonight is uh, Raven, a good friend up there inside. sideways You, Raven?
0: Hi. Thanks for having me.
2: Also, uh, Willie Club, our uh, security analyst, a security chief.
0: Hi, hi, Mac. I have a lot of fun tonight. I like this. Yeah, this the, is nuts. a smaller group. More, more manageable, I should say.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and also, our uh, good friend, Valerie LaFasso, is joining us. Uh, going to. I-
5: yeah, I I definitely agree that having a smaller group for me is easier.
2: Yes, me too. <laughs> I get very
5: overwhelmed with a lot of people.
2: Right, y'all. You know, just name them. Come on, let's name names. Coco, he's very overwhelming. I, Juan, Juan very overwhelming
3: character. It's just.
0: It's Even Switchy, very wow, subtly I'm overwhelming. I'm
3: telling. I'm gonna write Coco an email well, right now. Go ahead. Sort
0: of a laid back. He'll life. love it. I think that's what we'll call it.
3: Very
2: laid back. I'm gonna sneak some gummies into uh, Coco's uh, oatmeal some morning. <laughs> yeah. He'll be the first one jumping around in a Nehru jacket with beats. You know what I mean? If it really hit home. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. What, an, oh, what a show. Uh, so we're talking about everything tonight. Like, just personal experiences, ghost stories and stuff like that. UFOs, stuff like that. I, I, I got to just pull this UFO story out of my hat. I had these um, relatives, and they were straight over on the boat from Ireland. Okay? They were so... They they could they spoke in such a brogue, I couldn't understand them, you know. they were my father's my father's cousin was the was the husband. You couldn't get more kind of like normal solid of the earth people. And they, they had a uh, cabin up in Booth Bay, Maine, and which we had been to. And it's it's on a lake, but you're out there. At least when we went there, you're out there, I'm sure it's developed now. But and just one night, you know, this UFO came down over the water, they both saw it. You know, they, they described it as a flying saucer. You know, they could see it. They could see the windows. It had all the different lights. It was spinning. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there, that type of thing. The most ordinary people in the world. And so my uncle died shortly after that, probably within a year. And, um, you know, they had told us about this, and it was just unusual that they were the people who who saw this thing. So, And they were, they were elderly, but as Club know it says, you know, To us, they were elderly at the time, but they're probably in their 60s, 70s. So my uncle died, and then my aunt was driving across, uh, what's that, the Cambridge Street, the bridge that goes across the Charles River to get over into Cambridge. Cambridge Street Bridge, right? Is that it? Club? I don't know. That big bridge. The MIT Bridge. Yeah, MIT Bridge, yeah. And she saw the thing again and stopped in the middle of the road and caused a traffic jam. The cops had to come and get her and kind of. You know, I think they brought her to a hospital for observation. This is my Aunt Margaret. Believe me, she's just the anomalous chick in the world. And and she see, said, I saw it again. It came back to her. Yeah. Ay, ay.
5: You know, you, that's why I, I once had a co-worker that I was talking to about this stuff. And he's like, why is it always the toothless hillbillies who see the UFOs? And I'm like, it's not. Yeah. If you actually pay attention and listen to people's stories, that's not the case. Yes. It is very normal people. Yep. You know, oh, one yeah. of One of the stories I'm going to tell, um, I found a woman who, when I was having my experience at four, she was in her early forties. And it may have been no more than three miles as the crow flies from where I had my experience. She's a born again, Christian. And she said to me, I'm not supposed to believe in these things, but I know what I saw. And she saw one land in her backyard you know? And she's like, I I can't deny that. My religion doesn't want me to accept this, but I don't know what else it could be.
3: Right. And I I was was blown away by that. Yeah. I got chills all up. That's so crazy. And like to, to stop and like cause a traffic jam, you're not doing that for nothing. That's not for fun. Like something is happening there, whether anyone else sees it or not. I mean, I, I just think that some people maybe don't, want to see it, you know, like maybe yes. they're just saying, oh, like my mind is just going to play tricks on me mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Like, I, I really feel like you're, you're going to be a believer or you're, you're not going to believe anything. And there's like no middle ground. Yeah,
5: absolutely. And it, but it's interesting too, like people that do believe um the the group that I used to work with in, in New Hampshire used to do sky watches fairly regularly. And there was one that I couldn't go to Um, I had something else going on that night, but they all, there was like, I think maybe eight people at this skywatch and they all saw a strange light come up over the trees. And one of the people there had this great idea of saying, all right, on the count of three, everybody say what color light you see one, two, three. And I think some people said white, some people said yellow, some people said orange, some people said green, like they didn't all see the same thing, even though they're all looking at the same thing. You know, That's why? So crazy. Yeah, no. so bizarre how all of this works.
3: Yeah. Or it or doesn't work. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, like to say, like, to just have that assumption of like, oh, it's Toothless Hillbilly. It's like, you know, just stop. Yeah, That's not the case. No.
2: <laughs> Good name for oh, a band, know, though. The
0: thing about UFOs that get me is, and you don't hear as much about them now, but abductions. Right. And... Uh, I was reading something that said, that I think there's 600,000 people go missing a year in this country. And uh, yes. a lot of them are, you know, runaways and stuff like that. But but that's a big figure. And, you know, there's so much connected, it seems like, with this, at least years ago, particularly, there was a lot of talk about, you know, people would be getting abducted, abducted when they, you know, they uh, see a UFO. Don't hear as much about it anymore. Like there doesn't seem to be that kind of sightings like they used to be. and I don't know whether it's progressed to the point that uh, you know they if they are people are being taken away, that it's now that they try to make it so that you don't notice them going away. But huh. uh, that's uh, something that's always interests me with the whole UFO phenomenon is yeah, this whole yeah. thing about the abductions. And when I saw that figure, 600,000 people missing every year. Right. And say, you know, say it's 10%. Where do they go? 60,000. Where are all these people? Yeah. Well,
5: it's... have you guys ever read the Missing 411 books oh, yeah, by yeah. David Pall- Pallides? Pallides? I can't remember yeah. how it's pronounced. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm sure some of those are just people falling or yep. bad yep. humans that live in the woods that do bad things. To yeah. These are the people the who doctors. go but missing. They there are things in those stories that just don't make sense right. like the little kid that is missing for three days and is found and is like yeah, yeah. it was light you know the sun was out the whole time
2: mm, wow. and it's
5: like that's not possible you were gone for three days you know and they're not hungry they're not you know right beat up, right. Like up. they look
3: like nothing hybrid, happened. Yeah. Like, like the pause button was hit on them or
2: yeah, something yeah.
3: That. exactly so yeah. where were they we should it uh, really makes you wonder and the the thing that immediately comes to my mind is like the case of you guys might know this if you don't look it up Bryce Les Pisa. And huh. I mean this this kid vanished into thin air.
1: Mm.
3: Like what is it called uh, his name is Bryce Les Pisa and this was in California in two thousand ten maybe. I, see. I, I mean he just absolutely vanished. Yeah yeah and it really makes you think with there's no evidence, there's no struggle, there's nothing. And that the, this kid is very—I shouldn't say a kid. He was, uh, I believe, like maybe nineteen or twenty. Okay. Bright red hair, like you can't miss. Can't him. Can't miss him.
2: Where would he go missing from? Just, just. So he
3: was driving home from college to his parents' house. I think they said it was like a, a four-hour drive, and there was some. There, there was talk of possible, like um, maybe, like a mental illness, but uh-huh. nothing that would have been alarming to the point where he couldn't make it home for four hours. Yeah. 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 And then he just got tied up in the spot and he he called his parents and said, I'm at, let's say it was Smith Road. Yep. And then two hours later, he called his parents and said, I'm at Smith Road. I'm, I'm leaving now. Uh. And he just was like in this, what seemed like this loop. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was saying, yep, I'm heading out now. And he was still there. His phone was pinging at that spot. Uh. Not a trace of him. Wow. There was a similar wow. um,
5: and <laughs> Incident somewhere I think in North or South Carolina, a kid was driving somewhere Um, he wasn't supposed to be driving there so his parents ended up following him and they were following his cell phone and he ended up going off the road in a national park where there's like no cell service. Mm-hmm. and they were like right behind him and they're
3: searching for him and he's never been found
0: wow Whoa, wow it, That's yeah wild,
3: it, and it i i believe i know the case you're talking about i can't think of the, the person's name but he had yeah. glasses that they found at his car i want to say i think mm. so yeah and, and he and it, like i think it was in boston.com
5: recently or something like that i read it in like a local ish
2: which is yeah. um just explain to people that the 411 mysteries, basically, what they are are people who go missing in our natural forests, right? Our national forests yeah. and our parks and stuff. And as you say, a lot of them, I'm sure, are just lost or they've fallen or whatever. But there are, there are stories in there where people are hiking. You know, two or three people are hiking up a mountain. And the first guy literally goes around the corner, you know, and his buddies are two or three steps behind him, gone, just gone. Nothing to fall off of, nothing mm. to how, fall into. How do
1: you yeah. And, and,
2: and they're in the national parks, you know. And then there's that other one you were talking about. It might be the same one, but I heard one. The kid was missing, and they found him, you know, like miles away on a, on top of a hill or something. And it's like nothing happened to him. You know, he wasn't hungry. He was, you know, his clothes weren't torn. Yeah. There's
5: there's a lot of stories similar that's, to that actually, and that's the really great thing about those books is it's all presented very factually. Yes, right. He's not he's not forcing you into any conclusions. He's just like these are the weird stories and here are the commonalities around them all. Like, you know, right. there'll be missing shoes mm. um, or clothes or hunters who hunt in areas where they've been hunting all their lives go missing and nothing of theirs is found, mm. you know, or they're found near water or berry bushes or like, there's all these common themes to. The so stories, what's going on? It's very interesting.
2: What's going on? I mean, this, this, this happens like almost across the country. So it's not the same people oh, doing yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, alien
0: abductions. State. I mean, they go back. Look at Betty and Bonnie Hill there yeah. Many mm-hmm. years ago, and but there used to be so, so much reporting of that. I think it phases. I think the UFO,
2: the whole UFO kind of phenomenon, goes through phases. There's no doubt about it. Okay, like. Well,
5: plus, nobody takes it seriously. So right. After Why a while, am I going to tell my story about being abducted when I know people
3: are going to? Ridiculing. That was exactly no, 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 what I was going to say because all true. you're going to get is just people on the internet bullying you oh, yeah. about oh, okay. something you experience and they're just going to crap all over it. The, so why why would you I wouldn't. The, I wouldn't either.
2: I think the um what would be an interesting study to do is first of all see if there's any kind of a um uptick or downtick in, you know, abduction. But also to and maybe someone has done this before to um See if there is a, a like a uh, profession, let's say, you know, that get abducted more. For instance, you know, how many cops have been abducted? How many military people have been abducted? How many nurses? How many doctors? Do you know what I mean? See what yeah. if there was something that you can tell by what the person does or who they are, which would lead you to say, "Gee, they are getting abducted more than you know." I'm just well, going. Go ahead, please.
5: There, there, there are people that study that. Um, and I believe there's usually a military connection in the family somewhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, you
5: know, I know for me, I had an experience with my father. My father was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Um, he worked on aircraft in the Navy. Um, you know, a friend of mine, you know, it it tends to run in bloodlines as well. A friend of mine, um, who will be at the Exeter UFO festival Mike Stevens he's he talks very openly about his abduction experiences uh-huh. and he has uh-huh. an uncle or a great uncle who was kicked out of a private school for claiming that he was abducted by aliens wow really you know so it's he's not the only one in his family and he has his then Mike's children may have had experiences as well yeah. so yeah. there are there are people that are looking at these things um certain nationalities i believe people look
3: at like I think
5: Italian blood for some reason.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's yeah. kind of
3: like so. Like, what are what are they looking for then? If they're targeting families and and specific nationalities,
2: they're not looking for ravishment. You know, like they're, Good
3: they're thing they're for something. But you're looking for like a farmer's almanac of like abductions. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? Well, well, there are statistics, that, like you said, because, like I say, that they average, they get figures here that you know, average of six hundred thousand people go missing a year yes and it's been sort of a constant figure so you know you know in the old days they used to talk about they would uh, you know the alien abductions would be for experimentation yep you know research and, you know, all of that stuff and and we'll just i guess you know we'll never know but it, i'd love to see statistics mm-hmm. that show you know what types of people are there particular types uh you know, that get abducted more than others, age groups or whatever. Yeah, like age you know, groups. localities, yeah. And exactly. a lot
2: of people who are abducted, it, it happens to them more than once, too. It happens to them during their life, you know. They have almost like a history of it. Um, yeah. Wow, well, it's interesting like that they're swiping Italians, though.
3: Like, <laughs> they try to, like, to hold out that hope.
2: What, that they might mm-hmm. take you? I want to. <laughs> well, well, somebody's going mean, to come if, back. If, if, if yeah.
0: that Everybody's happens, it
3: happens. Back, you know, <laughs> I I hold out hope that like maybe someday, like it's all gonna make sense.
2: Right. Well, uh, in the yeah. few minutes we have left, I'll just ask you this question. I believe, I be- let me ask you first. Okay, we'll start with Valerie. You think within the next five years we'll know what UFOs are? It'll be no. common knowledge what they are, and they go no, no, not in five years. I
5: no, I just I don't think we're allowed to know really i'm not talking about by anybody on this planet
2: (laughs) yeah right just we're not smart enough to realize what they are
5: well i think the key phrase and i talk about this in my lecture is life as we know it we have a really hard time looking outside of our own box true so if we can't conceive of life as we don't know it we can't understand what is happening
2: right right i mean the 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 um the example i use all the time is um you know, if when people go on safari, and they're in one of those trucks, you've heard this before. You know, and they're taking pictures of the lions eating the antelopes and all that stuff, right? The lions and the no one know, none of the animals know what the hell's going on. It's just there; they can't understand what a truck is or a camera or a tourist or any of that stuff. But it's just there. They are lies, You know, they walk around the, they get underneath the jeeps for shade and stuff. That's how used to it they are. You know, but they just don't have the mental understanding. To know what's going on, maybe it's the same thing with us. Why wouldn't it be? You know that we see UFOs; they're around all the time. They're not trying to hide, but we just don't have them. You know, the we're not—I don't want to say the mental capacity, but we're just not—you know—that high up on the intellectual scale to really figure out what they're going on. Hey, club, do you think we'll know in within five years what UFOs
0: are? I don't think five years, but I, I'm I'm hopeful in ten years. And the reason I, I, I feel that way are a couple of things. One. All of a sudden, you know, they're putting a lot of money into things yes. related to space. I mean, that James Webb uh, telescope. I mean, there, there's two the sole purposes for that telescope that they're spending all this money on. Yep. One, of course, is to go back to the Big Bang Theory. Yep. But the other is they're looking for signs of life out there. Now, something, something's, you know, we're putting all this money out there. I think there, there's some evidence that the government has that, they haven't shared yet, but more than that, now this new group, you know, that still is sort of invisible, but that, mm-hmm. that new group they formed back in November, you know, to look for Your different, uh, trying to identify these objects. Um, it seems like we're now peaking as far as if we're going to do anything to, to identify or to come out and say these things exist or they don't. Yep. Um, I think if, if it's going to happen, it's going to be in the next 10 years between mm-hmm. the telescope in all of these things that the government's funding now, yes. I mean, now they're speaking up. They're having actual Congress people, you know, in meetings, publicly right. saying, you know, we ought to look at this. And like we talked earlier, in the old days, they get ridiculed about that. Yep. But now but they're the paying attention, though. Political uh, folks are now coming out tells me that they got a feeling that there's something going on. That's how I feel. And they're going to go for it. And maybe it'll show that there really isn't anything going on. mm mm-hmm apparently with all the money we're spending and, and the openness they're they're trying to portray, I personally believe that, that we're gonna know within the next ten years one way or the other. And I, I, I you know I I believe that who are we to think we're the only, you know, beings in, in this in the whole, universe you know area. So that's, that's the uh, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful in ten years. And,
2: I mean that would be the weirdest that be the only thing weirder than us not being the only ones is if we are the only ones. Imagine if we're the only yeah. species in the universe. What does that tell you? <laughs> you know.
0: Good God. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just too big of a universe. Look what right. the telescope is showing us. How big it is out there. It's
2: insanely big. It's yeah. like trillion and, uh, and galaxies. And we're, we're a blip. Yeah. Well, yeah. We need to
0: think that we're we're the only kind of, life, of life, life form or whatever you want to call it. Well, like we call f- it life form, but you
2: know, the, the, the flicker of a match. And you know, but here's you know, I actually asked the wrong question. So I'll ask you, Raven. Do you think just revising the question a little bit? Do you think we will discover not UFOs, what UFOs are, but we'll we discover extraterrestrial life within five years? Think everything with,
3: within five years. I, we might discover it, but I don't think that they're going to allow the general public to know. Mm-hmm. It, we might discover it, sure. I, I just don't think that it's going to be something that's going to be like released to right. us. Same with like the, the UFO discussion. I mean, we we could have already discovered it, but if we're not, you know, in that tier yet or at that time frame. Mm-hmm. Why why should we know?
2: See, here's um, I hate to be the optimist of the group. I'm usually just the opposite, but <laughs>
3: yeah, you're the opposite. <laughs> I
2: think it's going to happen within the next five years. And I'll tell you why. Because you're talking about the James Webb Telescope, okay? Like like club says, it can do two things. It'll look way, way, way back into the past, or, you know, way deep into the universe. But it also ha- has these detectors on it to see if they can detect things in the atmospheres of planets, like carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, all these different kind of chemicals that, are, that don't exist naturally. They exist only because things are being burnt, things are being, you know, transformed energy-wise. And so they just announced two days ago that they think that they found carbon monoxide. I think or carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Uh, dioxide. dioxide, I saw that. Yeah. You know, and that is indicate this is exactly what this telescope was designed for to go and look for signs of civilization. In these, what they call. Oh, a- you asked me a, a- question. A- yeah. There. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> they, they, they also you can change think. Change your answer. Change my uh, answer. <laughs> they also think they found a, a planet that's completely water. That is just nothing but water, you know, which is uh, crazy. So I think between that and the fact that the government, like club says, the government is actually spending money, have a committee, they have a new thing, they're doing this and that. And, you know, they're really kind of wet noodles about it at this point. But it just seems like why would the government stop paying attention now? NASA, NASA is going to look into UFOs now. You know,
0: where the F have you been
2: for the past 50 years? I mean,
0: Artemis 1.
2: Yeah, they have nothing that they can the send to the they're moon.
0: they're putting in. They want to go to the moon, not to stay there. They mm-hmm. want to use that as a stopping point to, to get to other places.
2: To honest, yeah. But all this
0: stuff happening, something's something's going on.
2: Something's going to break. Something's, gonna something's going to be learned. Yep, yep. I agree with you. Yeah, this Artemis uh, moon thing, they didn't uh, launch it yesterday because of weather or it got hit by lightning or whatever. But when they launch it, it's going to go around the moon. It's only going to be 60 miles high. Wait. 60, yeah, it's going to be 60 miles high orbiting yeah. the moon. And then it's going it, to go.
3: It, it possibly got hit by lightning yesterday. it, got, no, it got hit, would not get in that.
2: Yeah. No,
0: it had, it had trouble with, with the fuel. With the Plus, fuel. they said it had some mechanical thing.
2: Yeah. It did get hit by lightning the, the night before. Oh, is that but, what it was? Yeah. I feel like that's a sign. Maybe to say if it's, maybe it's uh, you know, maybe it's no, it's just probably an
0: alien uh, craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, Doesn't want it to take off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or it's, that, yeah.
2: It's going to be up there for like two weeks. It's going to go way, way out. It's going to go way, way out beyond the moon. It's going to have fake humans in it to see what the radiation effects are. Right. Um, crash dummies. Crash dummies. You know, it's going to be wired up like crazy with cameras and stuff. It's going to be pretty wild. Going back to the moon uh-huh. fifty years later. 50 freaking years later, anyway. So, anyway, I I do think that we're going to have some kind of answer. we're going to somehow know, maybe not what UFOs are, but we're going to somehow know that we're not the only ones here because all the evidence just, like, you know, points to it. I mean, they're finding stuff in meteorites and stuff that, you know, Creed and said amino acids, you know, crashed here to Earth and a lot of life might have just come from stuff that's floating around out in the universe and some of it hits a planet, you know, as random as that sounds. When you have a trillion galaxies and about a trillion stars in each galaxy. Think of that. Think of the the potential. We're not the only ones. It's impossible. It's almost mathematically right. impossible for us to be the only ones. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: You know?
3: Uh, there's there's no way. I mean, <laughs> there's no way.
2: <laughs> and, uh our friend Brother Paul, you know, um uh you know, not in deference to him really, but you know, he was on and we asked him. Brother Paul was on a few weeks ago. He's a Franciscan brother. And we said, What would happen if UFOs came down and you know and, and, and basically, you know, said, Here we are? Wouldn't that put every religion into a tailspin? Of course, we wanted him to say yes. But what he said was if UFOs landed in Vatican City and came up and asked the Pope, Will you baptize us? The Pope says, Yeah, I'll baptize you. <laughs> Why not? Get two more on the collection plate on Sunday. So anyway well, who's
0: to say who's to say that we were the only ones that you know, we're brought here by a, you know, a supreme being. Or something, that yeah. A supreme being would control everything that we that there is.
2: Right. But it wouldn't be the same religion. Religion would have, you know, it would have to become like almost like a universal religion, you know, because sure. all the religions here are based on Earth, you know. Right. Anyway, if uh, Switch was here, he'd put up the graphic of the uh, train crashing into the station, I meaning we're bringing the train into the station. I just want to um, mention two things before I forget. First of all. Um, we are in the last week of the Mac Maloney book giveaway, The God Satellite. All you have to do is uh, go to com, hit the contact button, and just put in uh, God Satellite, uh, the title, or I want to be put in the Magic Fishbowl, and we're going to be picking names out of it, Ravenwell, within the next few weeks. We've got a really overwhelming response to this for some reason, and uh, so we're going to increase the number of prizes. But uh, So we'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks, that's uh, hit, uh, go to MacMoney.com, Hit the contact button, and um, you know get in for a free copy of the God Satellite. As it turns out, uh, based on the adventures of uh, Chris R, who's been on the show many times when he was an investigator for NCIS. Uh, that's the God Satellite on sale everywhere, bookstores everywhere, and on Amazon. Uh, so also, I'm as well do the plugs now too. Uh, Homes for our troops. Homes for our troops is a military is an organization that raises money for uh, military veterans in the post-9-11 war action uh, combat. Uh, we're talking about the Afghan war and also the Af- the Iraqi war. Uh, these are uh, veterans who may come home missing a limb or something along those lines, and Homes for our troops builds them homes that are adapted to uh, the situation. In other words, they have lower counter space, lower chairs, no uh, stairs, things of that nature. And then when they build these homes for them, uh, the average price is $480,000, by the way, I found out the other day. And they're closing in on building 400 of these homes for our veterans. Uh, when they're um, finished, they rip up the mortgage. They give them the keys. They don't have to pay anything. And they go out and, can, and live you know, as normal lives as they can for sacrificing what they did for our country. So just go to Our Troops, Google them, see what they're about. 88 cents of your uh, dollar uh, goes to uh, veterans that's very high on the charity biz. Our Troops. Please Google him. And even though he's not here, go in, JJ. I guess I should plug the People's Mosquito Project. Now, all I want to know is this, Club, you can back me up, maybe, Riven. We've been plugging these people, putting together, putting back together a World War II aircraft in England called the People's Mosquito Project, a very interesting airplane, so on and so forth. But World War 2 didn't last this long. Okay, how long, you know, when is this thing going to be airborne? Yeah, you know, let's go. Let's go. It's been seven freaking years, man. Come on.
0: Well, I, I'm sure it's being built, you know, not in a factory like they build other things. It no. sounds like it's being built in a big warehouse. No, or it
2: sounds like it's being built in the back of a pub, frankly. Oh. You know, it's not for me to say. Anyway, so those are the plugs. Uh, I want to thank um, Mary Beth Parkinson for joining us earlier in the show. It seems like two years ago, but she immediately got the vibe and ran out on us. <laughs> I have to feed my that cat. That's so not
1: true. <laughs> That's
0: not true. No, it was, after, it was right after the top 10. Top 10. Oh, wow. Thank you, Club <laughs> Road.
2: Thanks to her. Uh, Valerie, thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you at the uh, Exit UFO Festival very, very soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to
5: seeing you guys there. Okay. It's going
2: to be fun. Are you going to uh, go with your Robert Palmer backup single look then?
5: Probably not. Oh. I'm, I'm getting my hair cut later this week, so oh. that's part of it. I'm okay. in desperate uh-uh. need of a haircut. So. Okay, are we? <laughs> aren't
2: we all? All right, we'll see you. Thank you very much for uh, uh, joining us. The name of your books again, your series?
5: It is the Tangled Web of Friends series, mm-hmm. and there's three of them. They're available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the all the online booksellers.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll see you at the festival. Thanks for joining Sounds us. Sounds good. Thank you. Club, thanks for joining us. Club, thank you.
0: Oh, I appreciate being part of the skeleton crew. It was fun.
2: Hey, what happened to your freaking Red Sox, there, wise guy?
0: Uh, they're losing today. Yeah, <laughs> they're losing.
2: You know, they're battling day. to day. They're battling to stay in last place. Is what's happening. Hey, it's football them. season. Football season's on right around the corner. there. thank you, Cliff, for joining us. Raven, I have to say goodnight at this juncture in the show. That's
3: okay. Thank you so much for having Did me. Did you enjoy yourself?
2: Did you enjoy yourself? Tell us, tell us the truth. We have an empath here, so we'll know. Yeah.
3: I always have fun doing this Why do you think I come back
2: mm, Okay. <laughs>
3: if I didn't enjoy myself I'd be like my mom's calling I need to go, <laughs> go. And I would leave I, gotta go. <laughs> I haven't been doing that <laughs>
2: <laughs> I gotta go feed my cat feed my friend's cat We know <laughs> when cat. your mom's
0: calling you what that means <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs>
3: When well, my mom's calling me I gotta go <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well thanks for joining us tonight And uh, all the other nights So I want to and uh, JJ and Kunko uh, and um, Switch will be back Very soon and until you hear us next time, this is Mac Morney for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and
1: bye-bye. Bye.